Welcome to the Reconnecting to Joy podcast, where we inspire you to embrace a new way of being by helping you reconnect to the joy within you and the world around you. I hope today's episode helps you remember the light you are. Let's get connected. I am going to take you through one of my favorite exercises for just getting through life and making the best decisions for me and connecting to my roots. Just, I just love doing this. It's not always fun, but it is always helpful. So this is how I uncover deeper layers of fears and beliefs. And I'm going to kind of just in order, I'm not really going to explain it. I'm going to kind of like walk through it in real time with something I'm facing right now in my life. So this is something I come back to over and over and over again in my life. Like I said, just to help me with all of these different things, help me get reconnected back to my truth and to see what's really going on subconsciously before I make any, you know, life-changing decisions. So if I want to uncover my deeper layers of fears and beliefs, the first thing I do is I take my issue and I see like the two sides of it. So the issue that I'm going to use as my example today is buying a house versus traveling full-time. And the first thing I do is I try to get reconnected with my body. One thing I've discovered really recently for me is that if I do a good weighted workout that's getting me sweating and I'm really tired afterwards, that really connects me with my body. And I'll know because I won't feel so stressy or in this state of like fight or flight anymore. And my thoughts are just more clear and less emotional. So after I do that, I check in with my mind, my body, and my heart. Because often when I'm thinking about these things, I'll have different responses to these. And I've heard it suggested that when your body, mind, and emotions or heart line up about a decision then that's how you can know you're going in the right direction. So what am I afraid of in each scenario? I'm going to kind of go do one and then do the other one. So first we'll start with traveling full-time. Right off the bat, I know that I'm more excited to travel full-time. I like anything adventure and I kind of like the instability, but... The fears I kind of have around it are the instability, you know, where am I going to live? Is it going to get tiring always looking for a new place? You're never really sure how long you're going to be somewhere or when you're going to go back home. The other thing is that I'm scared to not have a base because where I'm at right now, I have a really good base of friends. We're all moving. But before that, for the past couple of years, I've had a really good base of friends here. And that has been absolutely wonderful. And I am scared to not have that. And I feel like it is hard to have that when you're traveling full time. Like I said, it feels exciting. Traveling full time feels like freedom to me. But again, I am scared 
to be lonely. I also know that if I'm not on the move, I can tell that I'm scared to like settle down. If I'm not on the move, I feel like I should always be on the move. And I think I can trace this back a little bit to our hustle culture. I feel like I should always be doing something, going on to the next thing, trying something new. So that's the truth for me. Also, the instability tends to feel a little familiar for me. I grew up in a pretty tumultuous home and things were unstable for various reasons. And I've noticed throughout my life that having some instability feels comfortable to me. So that's something I need to watch out for here. With the friends thing, I can tell I have a belief if I take a look at that fear and I'm scared that, you know, if I don't have a base and I won't have a good set of friends, I can tell that I'm afraid that if I'm not always there with somebody, they'll like forget about me or they won't want to, they won't want to be friends with me. And honestly, I think this kind of stems from like in school, like I wasn't allowed to do anything. I couldn't go to sports games. I couldn't really do any extracurriculars outside of school. And I had like kind of no friends because of that. Because I mean, in high school, you make friends and do things with your friends outside of school. Like that's mainly how you interact with each other. And I could only interact with people in class. And so I have a belief there that I need to uncover. And if I do look at that belief, this belief that people will only want to be friends with me if I'm always there, and I have to remind myself, I literally have friends all over the world. Two of my best friends live across the country from me. And I I talk to them sometimes even more than the friends who live close to me now. And because of technology, this has gotten so much easier. And so it doesn't have to be true that I have to be there all the time in order for us to be good friends. But I do also like doing things with my friends. So I do think I'm a little sad to be giving that up. And there isn't really any fear around that. That's just pure enjoyment. I also know that learning and just enjoying life are like the biggest things for me and I love it and there isn't any fear driving the fact that I want to learn or see things in and of itself. Traveling full-time, like needing to do that full-time, I think has this undercurring, undercurrent of fear about, you know, always doing something and always being on the move. But in general, learning and exploring are just things that I really love to do. I can't find or feel any fear underneath of them. So that's like, I can call it option one is traveling full-time. So now if I go to the other side of the scenario, I can look at my fears over here. So the other side of the scenario is buying a house. And I know right away I'm scared that if we buy a house, I won't be able to travel as often. And this is scary to me for a few reasons. I can tell that for some reason, stability to me feels like death. Like, once I settle down and stop exploring and just start taking things easy, like my life is over. And so I can tell I don't want to buy a house because buying a house to me feels like this, death. 
So I know I have an underlying fear of death here. I also, one reason I do want a house is to have a place to rest between travels and to have others visit me. And I think a little part of me is like scared, like, what if people don't visit me? I'm a little, I have a little fear of rejection here where I'm like, what if I buy like a nice, beautiful house for my friends or my family to come see me and they don't? That would be really hurtful. And I don't want that to happen. So I don't want to buy a house (laughs) and then have to face that rejection if it does happen to happen like that. Because just because I'm buying a house that people visit doesn't mean they have to visit. They didn't ask me to buy a house big enough for them to visit, you know. And fear of rejection has always been pretty huge for me. But if we go back to like the stability of it feels like death. Like I feel like stability is just boring and it's like giving up and it's just being normal and I'm like what's wrong with being normal and I can tell that I have this thought that if I'm boring or if I'm normal then I'm not I don't have anything to set me apart to make other people like me which is very interesting for me to realize I feel like I have a thought here that I'm not worthy or likable if I'm normal. And I had to ask myself, where did this belief come from? And I think it partially comes from being a gifted student throughout school, always getting A's and having this thing that set me apart because I was always top of the class or whatever. It's also a very, like, American way of thinking, I think. Like, I'm different than other people, and I'm, like, doing cool things compared to other people, and it's very othering rather than, like, just accepting life and, like, wanting to be part of the community, which is, you know, America is a very independent-thinking country, which I don't think is great, (laughs) but... Then when I look at this and I can tell that I'm, I believe that I'm not worthy or likable if I'm just living a normal life, then I have to ask myself, are there people I like who live a normal life? And the answer is obviously yes. (laughs) Like there are people who I adore and think are like the funnest people on the planet who work 40 hours a week and take, you know, four weeks of vacation a year and just do things on the weekend. And honestly, I have gotten into this lifestyle a little bit these past couple of years because of the friends that I've made and I haven't hated it. It's been really fun. It's been really nice to be around community and just enjoy life and not have this pressure of, well, I need to do this great big thing all the time. So if we take that a little bit deeper, if we go back and we take this belief of like, I'm not worthy or likable if I'm not normal. Well, what's, that's a great belief that's untrue, but why does that belief matter? What's the fear underneath that belief? Because if I'm not likable, that means I'm going to be lonely. And so I guess there's some fear there about being alone and being rejected if I don't have anything exciting about me that other people would like if I don't have this thing that makes me 
worthy or different. And so while I know I don't, I don't enjoy traveling or travel to impress anybody else but myself, this is helping me uncover that. I, one of the reasons I don't want to buy a house is I feel like I'll be losing this thing that I apparently believe is what makes people want to be friends with me. But I don't actually think that's true. So now I have the opportunity to go and see, like, why do people actually want to be friends with me? And what do I offer as a friend other than just being crazy and living a very unstable life? (laughs) So what I've uncovered doing both of these scenarios is that I am running away from death and rejection in both scenarios. So I know I've got to do some deeper work on those and see, you know, why am I afraid of death? What aspects of death am I afraid of? What beliefs do I have about death? And the same thing about rejection. So that's where you'll take it and you'll go and you'll go a a layer deeper. And I feel like this is really where the magic happens. You know, if I think about death and I think about why am I afraid of death? I guess it's because I just want to get the most out of this one life that I can. And that's kind of showing my control issues, <laughs> my tendency to want to control things because obviously in my head I'm living till I'm like, you know, 80, 85, whatever. But that is not in my control. I might not live until I'm 80 or 85. And I think that scares me to not have that kind of control. I think one thing I'm scared of around death is that, like, I'll die and my life will have meant nothing. And it's interesting because I don't think traveling makes my life mean something. But I think the way I interact with people and the way I walk through the world means something. So that's that's a very interesting realization. And so that's a new belief I can hold on to is instead of being scared that my life means nothing or will mean nothing when I pass, I can just remind myself that the way I show up in the world and give to others and be there for others is the ultimate way to keep having my light go through the world. If I take a look at rejection, what are my beliefs around rejection? So if somebody rejects me, let's see then that means I'm unlikable, it means I'm unworthy of love, it means there's something wrong with me. So clearly I've still got some of my internal value coming from other people's perception or value of me. And instead of thinking that if somebody rejects me that that means anything about myself, I could just turn it and make it mean that We just weren't a match for this lifetime. We aren't meant to have a soul contract together for this lifetime. And, you know, there's a reason why that person wasn't drawn to me. And maybe it's because they're not ready for my light. Maybe it's just because we're not meant to be in each other's story. But it doesn't mean anything about me intrinsically. I think my fear around rejection is just like, being alone, not being loved, not being accepted. But I think here I need to remind myself that love and acceptance only matters to the extent that you love and accept yourself. 
So instead of looking outwards for this love and acceptance from other people, the more I look inwards for it is the more I'm going to actually feel stable in that regard. So that was pretty healing for me. Like I'm obviously I'm not just going to be like not afraid of death and rejection ever again now, but these are good things for me to do and uncover my fears and and over time adopt these new beliefs that will allow me to slowly untether from these fears. And so hopefully this is helpful if you've got anything going on in your life or it doesn't always have to be, you know, a two-sided thing. It could just be a scenario that's bringing things up for you and you can just kind of see what am I scared of? What are my thoughts around this? Where does this belief come from? But yeah, hopefully me kind of going through that exercise with you helps you when you do it on your own. If you do do it on your own, please let me know because I definitely want to know what came up for you if you're comfortable sharing that. Definitely come chat with me on Instagram and we can message for back and forth about it. Yeah, I think this is this is really important work and I hope that this helps you uncover some healing for yourself. so much for listening to the reconnecting to joy podcast today i really hope it inspired you to embrace a more fun focused way of being Uh, if you know me you know that i love just having fun 24 7 and it's something that i really want to share with other people so if you enjoyed today's episode please leave us a review and share this with all of your friends so that they can start reconnecting to their joy too I'll see you next week.